Organize Me Radio, episode 24, Can Chronically Disorganized People Benefit from Virtual Organizing Sessions? I'm Naima Ford-Goldson. Welcome to Organize Me Radio. I'm Naima Ford-Goldson, and today's guest is an ICD master trainer. She's a certified professional organizer, as well as a certified professional organizer in chronic disorganization. Please welcome Allison Lush. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here, Naima. Allison, I am so glad to have you on because I feel like in the ICD world, you're kind of, you're popular in my eyes anyway. So I'm excited to kind of delve into it and talk to you a little bit more about your experience. But first, I would love for you to let everyone know, how did you get your start in the organizing industry? It's an unusual story. (laughs) So uh, I was about 47 years old, and I was at the peak of my career in catering. So I was working as a waiter and a maître d'hôtel and a cook and a chef. And I worked on the events, always on the events. And I had been doing it for 15 years and I was really good. And I was at the top of my game. I was leading teams and I was really good. And then I started looking around and I noticed that there's like almost nobody over the age of 50. And then I realized that they don't really respect people who are older. It's a, it's an industry, the restaurant industry, in my experience, it really worships youth. And I thought to myself, I don't want to get older in this industry. I'm going to become a has-been. Even though I have more and more and more experience and I'm more and more competent, I thought, no, 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 I don't want to do that. So I thought, I'm only 47. I still have time to make a move. So I said to my best friend, I need a new career. It has to, I want uh, two criteria. I want it to be something I have a natural talent for because I got to hit the ground running and I want to have some fun. And without skipping a beat, she's known me since I was 12. Without skipping a beat, she said professional organizing. And I said, never heard of it. What's that? (laughs) Literally, she handed it to me on a silver platter. That's how I fell into professional organizing. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so, it's, I'm I'm always just so intrigued to hear everyone's story. Okay. So you're telling me you were a chef and all of this stuff. This is just, this is so amazing. I, um, I value chef. One of my favorite shows is Top Chef. So (laughs) in chops. So I love, (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. So what made you decide to continue your education with organizing and going into um, chronic disorganization? Well, that's, that's actually a perfect segue from the first question, because what I discovered when I came into this industry and I started taking classes, classes with the professional organizers in Canada and ICD, what I quickly realized is they're talking about me. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I did not realize that I was living with chronic disorganization. I had never heard of it. And like I have a capacity to organize, but I did not realize that I had some issues in my life with stuff and stuff management and acquisition and all kinds of things. And so what motivated me to take more and more and more classes with ICD is that I needed the education myself. I came from a position of sort of insecurity and not a strong background and not natural uh, confidence. 
So I studied the heck out of all this stuff. I got all the levels of ICD education in part because I wanted to be able to stand in front of my clients and feel competent and confident. And it's, I've got, you know, ICD standing there saying she passes the test. So are my insecure days, I can kind of point to that and say to the clients, they thought I was okay. <laughs> kind of, but I've actually become quite competent and confident as well. I mean, I'm kind of joking, but it's kind of true as well. And you know what? I have a theory, Naima. In my experience, it's been over 10 years I've been in this industry now, and I have a theory that about maybe, I don't know, 50% of organizers come from a background where they were just like born organized. All their toys were organized and it was just in their blood and like they just knew that that's what they wanted to do. Right. And the other half are people like me. They came into this industry because they needed to get organized themselves. Yeah. And it seems we seem to have these two completely different populations in our industry. It's the most fascinating thing. It really is. And that's why I, so I love that I'm getting a chance to chat with you about like, I had no idea. Like you, who would have, I never would have thought, you know? <laughs> so, okay. So tell me, you are in Canada. How is the pandemic being handled in Canada and how has it affected your business? Have you had to pivot much? Uh, I, I pivoted like a lot, like mm. majorly. Mm -hmm. uh, the pandemic hit here. I remember my last in-person client was Friday, March the 13th. And basically that was the day that the rug got pulled out from under us. Mm -hmm. And the government here kind of jumped down on us pretty quickly and pretty severely. And we just stopped working. As mm -hmm. far as I know, like in my industry, it was like, everybody just stay home. Like, don't go to people's houses anymore. Don't do anything. And so I sat at home for two weeks, like basically in shock. Oh my goodness. Literally, like everyone else, just hovering under the covers, just going like, oh my gosh, what do we do now? And then I said, okay, well, I don't know how long this is going to last, but I have to do something. I have to stay in business. I have to keep working with people. So I'm going to look into the virtual options. So I studied and I found the course offered by Sheila Delson and I signed up for it quickly. And she was offering like ex accelerated um, programs of study back then at the beginning of the pandemic. And so I took her program in April and I was very skeptical in the beginning. I really didn't know if it was going to be able to help my clients because my clientele is exclusively people living with chronic disorganization. Mm -hmm. And I thought I, when I go into a person's house, they tell me whatever they tell me, but I see all kinds of things that add pieces of, pu pieces of puzzle to the story and gives me extremely valuable information that I then use while I'm helping to support the client figuring out what they're dealing with. And I thought, if I'm not going into a person's house, how am I ever going to be able to figure out what they're dealing with? So I was very skeptical. So I took her course, I graduated, and that's all I've done since April is exclusively virtual organizing to the extent, Naima, that I have decided I'm not going to go back to in-person organizing wow. when we're allowed. Wow. So it's like you've you've really found, you know, your thing then when it comes to chronic disorganization. Yep. So then is it challenging for your, for your clients at all? What are the biggest challenges that they face? Um, well, it's absolutely, it's, it's, I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to, I'm going to add on a little extra bit because when I used to work in people's homes, I relied a lot on my instincts. I have really good instincts and they never let me down. And I, my clients allowed me to take pictures. And that was all I had for documentation. And when I looked at the pictures, it would tell me the story of, oh yeah, this is what we started with and this is what we did and this is the way it finished. And that's all I ever had. 
in what I learned in virtual organizing is documentation is crucial. And at the beginning, it was very difficult for me to conceive of using documentation. And I created a structure. I took the structure that I was taught and I modified it to feel right for me and with my clientele. And I've got it so structured, Naima. I cannot tell you how exciting it is for me because I get people booking exploratory calls with me, 20 minute exploratory call. And when we land on the call, I know exactly the three questions I want to ask them and I tell them and then I tell them about my services and then we answer all their questions at the end and within 20 minutes we've hit all the targets and I know exactly if we're a good fit for each other from my perspective they have to make their own decision and we each make a decision and then when we're in the sessions it's similar to that in that I've got always I'm working basically from a script an opening question there's two middle sections then there's a closing question and I follow it I've never worked from a structured system like that before and it is serving me so well it's serving me so well so what I can say to people in all honesty because I know this from my experience and from using this system I can say to people living with chronic disorganization I don't know what we're going to work on that's your choice I don't know exactly what we're going to do I don't know exactly how this is going to unfold but what I can tell you with confidence is we are going to explore the challenges that you put on the table I am going to help you get unstuck. I'm going to help you get clarity. I'm going to help you understand the underlying concepts that you're dealing with. And when we leave the session, you are going to have your your next part of the project with some next steps clearly on paper. And I give them the document afterwards. So they have my notes. And I said, my goal is to launch you back into your project with clarity and some confidence and some motivation. And and it works. So it works super well for people. And all of my clients are living with chronic disorganization. I'm, I'm amazed. A year ago, I was a total skeptic. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. I wonder, do you think that um, they feel a little bit more confident about it because it's virtual? What do you think? Do you think perhaps in person they're a little more apprehensive? Uh, I would say that's not the deal breaker. Um, I would say that the biggest difference between working in person with people and working virtually is that I can work with clients anywhere. Mm. That's the key. That's the key factor. So I literally have clients in Denmark, South Africa, Australia, California, Texas, uh, Alberta, British Columbia. Like I have clients everywhere boundaries. There's no more, there's no more regions. There's no more borders. I can work with anybody anywhere. And because of the system that I learned from Sheila, it is so efficient. Even just one hour sometimes is enough for me to help the person get unstuck. And sometimes that's all they need. And then they're off to the races. So whereas I used to work with people in chunks of three or four or five hours at a time, which can be quite expensive to be perfectly frank, Plus my travel and everything, it's like a big decision for them to hire me. It's going to have a big price tag at the end of the day. With virtual organizing, it's only one hour. Yeah. And some clients, that's all they need. And some clients, it's two hours, like two sessions. Some, it's three sessions. So it's actually my services have become much more accessible than they were before. Gotcha. So then what's your process like? Are you talking to them the entire time? Are you talking them through something? Do you have them like, do you do something like, all right, go over there and lift that bin and organize this? What do you do? Uh, 99% of the time we are talking just like you and I are right now. 
Okay. And they have sent me photographs ahead of time, which I study, and I'm using my document with my key questions that I've elaborated myself. That's like my roadmap. And uh, what we're basically trying to do is just get that boulder, whatever that boulder is in front of them, just get it the heck out of the way so that they're not feeling stuck anymore and they have some clarity to move forward. So we talk, we talk, and I'm looking for concepts. What are the underlying concepts? Is this person having difficulty with categorization? That is so common. Is this person having difficulty with churning? Is this person having difficulty because they have acquisition issues and new stuff keeps coming in the home? Am I having difficulty? Is this person having difficulty because um, they are, they have a lot of emotional attachments to things and they need to get some clarity about why it's helpful to hang on to things and why it might be more beneficial to let things go etc so there's always underlying concepts and when i can understand ex identify those and teach the client about alternatives for the way that they're currently behaving in that zone it often ends up having the light bulbs go off in their head and and they feel empowered very empowered it's a learning platform I'm not doing the organizing with them. We're more like in a classroom working on talking about their specific stuff. I'm looking at their photographs and we're talking about that pile over there. We're talking about what if you move this piece of furniture over here, but we're not actually doing anything most of the time. A couple of times I've invited clients to actually work while I'm on the camera after like second or third or fourth session, if it's appropriate, mm -hmm. but it's not the most efficient for my purposes. Mm. So what challenges um, do have you come across? Have you come across any doing the, the virtual organizing? I would say it was a bit of a challenge for me to um, figure out how to deal with uh, people who kind of just disappear. I've had maybe out of, I, I've, I've had about, I don't know, somewhere, let's, let's say that I've had maybe 60 new clients come in since the pandemic started and maybe three of them have just kind of disappeared. Mm. Like just stopped answering my emails and just didn't make appointments anymore. And that feels uncomfortable because we started a relationship and I can't mm -hmm. help but worry, did I do something wrong or whatever? And I've sent out emails and I've said literally that, like we started a process and I'm available. And if I've done or said anything, you know, that wasn't to your liking, I would be grateful if you tell me so that I can, you know, rectify the situation. And I don't, I, what's actually quite frankly, most likely um, is that they just decided they, that they weren't wanting to continue. But the thing is, is that on the internet, people behave differently. The boundaries of what's acceptable behavior on the internet are different than in real life. Mm -hmm. And on the internet, people allow themselves to become anonymous and just disappear and it's kind of like that's okay people are allowed to do that on the internet and it's an uncomfortable thing when that happens with our our clients mm, i completely agree um and it's 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 a weird time you know it's it's just a weird time right now um in the world period yes. so, so i can kind of see some people just kind of you know going away and like just kind of taking a step back and maybe they thought they were maybe they were in over their heads you know maybe like you said maybe they just weren't ready to yep. uh to make that commitment of getting organized yep yep so tell me about um icd for those of us who don't know please share what icd is i'm a member as well and um tell us about the different roles you've taken on in icd um so when I explain it uh, 
to people who don't know about ICD, what I tell them is that um, we're, most of us are very familiar with the concept of a professional association, like the Professional Organizers of Canada or the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals in the States. M many countries have professional associations which help support us to be a professional in our industry and give us basic education, etc. ICD is completely different. ICD is like a school and it's the education is meant to be available for anybody anywhere on the planet. The target clientele are professional organizers, so it's not intended for the public per se. It's intended for professionals who are working with clients who are affected by chronic disorganization. Um, so there are classes and they invite people in who are specialists who have some value to add to the conversation to help us understand our clients better because there are so many different ways that a person can end up becoming and living with chronic disorganization. And so we need to learn more about them and more strategies to help them. Uh, so I started working with ICD uh, as a volunteer in 2013. My first job was helping recruit presenters. I did that for two years. Then I became the volunteer coordinator and I did that for two years. Then I joined the national board and I was the secretary and then I got moved over to the president-elect position, and then that leads to the president role, and then that leads to the pre past president. So I'm, I've been since July the past president of ICD. I was the president for two years. And um, that is one thing I always endeavor to say when I'm speaking with any professional organizers, I strongly encourage all professional organizers to volunteer. Volunteer in our industry anywhere you want, doesn't matter community is hugely important and we have so much to offer each other and we build a reputation with our colleagues and we can go to them if we're having a problem you know with a stuck with a client we're not sure what to do we can ask our colleagues uh, we can refer to each other we can check in with each other we work alone with clients mm -hmm. and we become so much stronger and more competent and we can serve our clients so much better when we are in a community even if the client doesn't see that. So I encourage everybody in our industry to volunteer. And also our associations serve us better when they're strong and they can only serve us well if there are lots of people working in them because they're all volunteer-based associations like yours. Right. It's incredible what you guys have built. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's so exciting to see how it's growing. It's phenomenal, congratulations. Thank and you. I'm so happy for you and so proud of all the work that you guys are doing. It's just puts a smile on my face every time I see you guys pop up on my Facebook page. And uh, those associations need people like us to step up and we don't have to take on huge roles. Every single person who steps up makes a contribution that matters. And uh, it's a two-way street. We benefit more than the association. So I encourage everybody to volunteer. <laughs> oh, I completely agree with you, Allison. Okay, let's pivot a little bit and talk about what I think is fun. What are your favorite organizing products? Well, because I specialize with clients who are affected by chronic disorganization, it's sort of a philosophical goal of mine to not recommend products to clients. Mm -hmm. My goal is to always try to help clients. Let's reuse what you've already got. Mm -hmm. Let's turn the clutter into something useful while we're building a system. So that's one thing. Um, also, the concepts is one of the most important things I want to give leave in a client's home is understanding. That's the biggest thing that I want to leave in a client's home. 
But that being said, <laughs> we do benefit from actually having a few things like on hand that help us maintain the systems that we've created with our clients. So I'm going to show you, since we're on camera, mm -hmm. I'm going to show you like my number one best of all time product that I absolutely am in love with. Ah. This is called the multi-purpose bin from the container store. There's five different sizes available. This is the medium one. I am in love with this container. Mm -hmm. We live in an apartment, my husband and I. We have four and a half rooms, and I'll bet you that we've got about 30 of these in use right oh, now. Wow. In four and a half rooms. These are so multifunctional. They're strong. They're, they're kind of cute. They're, they're very, very... I've never broken one. Oh, I've never broken good. one. And they're super strong. Look at that. that that's heavy mm. as heck. I can hardly hold it up. And look at that. They never, ever break. And they're not expensive. This medium one is something like, I don't know, six bucks. Oh, that's a steal. Phenomenal. They are phenomenal. And they come in extra wide like this. They're great for toys. They're great in the pantry, under sinks. Oh, they're great under sinks mm. because they give you vertical walls. Ah. Right? Oh yeah, and they're easy to clean and they slide in and out. Oh, I'm just in love with them. I just, I can't speak enough about them. So that's one thing I wanted to tell you. And the other one um, is my other favorite. And my stuff is really simple. Uh, green painter's tape and a Sharpie marker. Okay. <laughs> For making temporary labels. Making temporary labels. Okay. Like, like this. That's what my temporary labels look like. Love it. So that's how I make labels when, because when I, I, I believe that categorizing and labeling things is one of the most powerful things a client can do or any of us can do in order to make order and keep order, anchor it down and make it not move. And everybody can own green tape and a Sharpie. Like it, it costs like two bucks or something to get the two of them. And um, my clients feel very empowered when they themselves can just slap labels on things as they're making order and creating their structures. And I always say to them, once you've got your structures in place and you're happy with it and you've tested it, if you want to get a label maker and start churning out those gorgeous printed labels, go for it. If that makes you feel better, go for it. But that's not the focus of the work I do with them. That's like the icing on the cake that they do after I've gone. I love it, I love it. Okay, so now tell me, what is your greatest achievement as a professional organizer? Oh, I thought about this question and I wasn't quite sure to answer it because I thought, should I talk about a specific client? I've been in business for almost 11 years now, so I've got quite a lot of history. Could I, should I talk about my, my academic achievements? Because I'm really, I mean, this is a big deal that I achieved so much academically in our field or the volunteering, which I just touched on, or just being still in business after 10 years because the, the, that the, the, the odds are against us, right? There's not that many people in business after five years, let alone 10. So that I'm proud of. But I, I thought of the one thing I wanted to share with you. And the thing I'm the most, I'm right now, I'm the most tickled about is my TikTok account. Ah, so tell us about that. I don't understand TikTok to save my life. <laughs> tell us about it. <laughs> well, it, it all started because of the pandemic. So when the pandemic started and I was in those two weeks under my covers, like just hiding out from the world going, what the heck is going on and what am I going to do about it? I was flipping around on my phone and social media and I thought, oh yeah, there's that thing called TikTok. I've never, ever been on there. What is it? So I downloaded the app and I think half of the people on the planet did that same week, like literally. <laughs> and so I just sat there. I, I was lurking for four months. I just sat in the background. I didn't say anything. I didn't comment. I just sat there and I just 
watched and listened because I was scared. Yeah. I was really intimidated at first. But there's a lot of attitude. There's a lot of attitude on TikTok. It's sort of like it's sort of like Manhattan. Okay. <laughs> it's like walking around the streets of Manhattan at night. Uh-huh. Like there's neighborhoods that are really friendly and and safe, and there's neighborhoods that are like mm-hmm. you don't want to run into anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of like what TikTok felt like to me. It felt really unusual, and I didn't know what the rules were. So I just sat in the back and just absorbed and tried to figure things out. And then when my presidency at ICD finished at the end of June, my goal was, I said, okay, it's been two years. I've been really intensely volunteering. Like my business was on the back burner for several Mm -hmm. years because of my volunteering, which is fine. But I said, July the 1st, my business becomes job number one. So what am I going to do? And I decided, okay, my goal is going to be, I'm going to start producing videos in July. That was my goal. Uh So July the 17th, I started publishing videos. So that's when I kind of went out on stage on TikTok and I said, here I am. I got stuff to share with you. And I experimented with different styles and different messages and this and that. And so that was July the 17th. Uh We are now January. So July, it's like, I don't know, six, seven months or something. Mm -hmm. And I have over 72,000 followers now. What? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. And so what I, what the way I perceive it is I've created, first of all, the theme of my space on TikTok is chronic disorganization. I wanted to create a place like, like a safe space where I would talk about chronic disorganization because the public, a lot of the public has never heard of the term. A lot of the public doesn't even understand such a thing exists, but they're living with it. And so when they hear me talking about different aspects, they go, oh my gosh, you're talking about my life. Just like just like what happened to me. Yeah. And they go, Oh my gosh, you're talking about my life. Oh my gosh. You mean there's a community? Oh my gosh. You mean there's help? Oh my gosh. You mean there's a name for it? Yeah. So I kind of feel like my TikTok account is kind of like a little miniature bridge that I've created mm-hmm. between the whole educational industry of chronic disorganization, which I didn't create. I benefited from like all these books were written by other people. Right. Uh-huh. So I'm taking little tiny bits of that and I'm taking it across my little bridge to all this, these people in the public that are there in my room. And I'm just sharing it with them little bit by little bit. I, I think mm-hmm. yesterday I published my video number, I don't know, 125. Wow. Like and, uh, and that's where I get all my clients from. Wow. Like that's all awesome. my clients. I need to get on TikTok and follow you. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have no idea even where to start though. So I need to lurk on TikTok for like four months also. <laughs> Well, because I like you, Naima, I would be willing to have a Zoom session with you and I'll give you a little tutorial to get you kickstarted so that you don't have to wait for four months. I would love that. I need that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Allison, thank you so much for uh, joining us on Organize Me Radio. I really appreciate it. Can you tell everyone where they can find out more information about you? Uh, TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Uh, I'm actually in the process right now of relaunching my website. I have a website that uh, it's, it's fine. People can go and visit it. There's tons of information there. Um, but in about three weeks, I'm going to have a whole brand new website with a lot of video on it. And I'm quite excited about it. That's probably the best place for people to get like, you know, a bird's eye view of what I do and, and answer questions and, and my credentials and stuff like that. Um, I've got, I'm on all the social media platforms Um, but I've decided that I'm putting the majority of my energy literally into TikTok in part because, because social media can be overwhelming. 
Oh yeah. And there's like so many platforms. I throw things out to all the different platforms, but I really resonate with the energy on TikTok and with the way that we interact with each other. And it just feels like the best place for me to be. So that's where I'm investing the majority of my energy. And that's where I'm getting all of the feedback and all of my clients. So for the time being, that's my business strategy. That's where I'm paying the most attention. But my other accounts absolutely exist as well. I invested a lot of time and energy in those two over time. Allison, thank you again so much for uh, for being on this show. I appreciate it more than you know, and I've learned so much from you. So thank you again. I'm deeply honored, Naima. You are amazing what you're doing in your community and, and in the professional organizing world. I see you popping up in ICD and in NAPO and on Facebook and on the internet. And it's very, very exciting. All the energy that you are bringing and the competence and the community that you're creating. And I'm just so honored that you invited me to be here. Thank you very much. Allison, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Organize Me Radio and tune in next time for an all new episode. Thank you so much for joining me today and make sure you follow me on all social media platforms. And remember, get organized, go further. You're listening to Organize Me Radio. I'm Naima Ford-Goldson.